just said, God, can you, can you use me just to be a light? And when I say be a light, just help me to be a reflection of you in the industry that, that people might look at me and be like, wow, I think Maddie has something different. And ultimately, it isn't even about me. And my, my prayer and my hope that I strive for is, is that people wouldn't even see Maddie, but they would see, they would see Christ. Welcome to the Heart Candy Podcast. I'm your host, McKenna, fellow coffee lover, sour gummy worm enthusiast, and most importantly, your friend. My heart behind this podcast is to help take your focus off of the eye candy that our culture has taught us to be obsessed with and magnify the heart candy that exists around each and every one of us every single day. We'll be hanging out with women just like you and just like me who are making a difference in our communities right now. Girl, are you ready to feel equipped, encouraged, and empowered? I know I am. So what do you say? Come join in on the conversation and let's get to it. I am so excited to welcome to the podcast today, Maddie DeSalvatore. Maddie is an adorable, bubbly, strong woman who is pursuing a career in professional dance and she is killing it. I admire her ability to just fearlessly chase her dreams and I know through watching her it has been an exciting journey that has required a lot of sacrifice as well. Um, Along with that being a Christian girl so immersed in a world that has so many different beliefs and different values I'm just so proud of her for how she has stood her ground amidst all of that. I mean, the dance world is no joke. I don't know how she does it, but she is so super talented and so fun, and I'm so glad that you guys are here to chat with us today. Maddie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Um, McKenna, thank you so much for having me on here today. I'm super excited to get to chat with y'all. I'm so happy. Um, So before we get started into, you know, me asking you some questions about what you do and what you're passionate about, tell us a little bit about what life looks like for you right now. I know things have been a little bit crazy. Where are you living? Um, What's your situation kind of look like? Yeah, so I'm sure everybody is in a similar boat to a certain degree, but I am a professional dancer, like you said, and I am normally based out of Southern California, right in the LA area. So I've been dancing there the last couple of years, but because of quarantine, I've had to come back to Connecticut, um, which is where my family is. So I've just been chilling here in Connecticut, trying to train in a house. I'm one of six kids, so it's kind of, um, it's very busy, (laughs) to say the least. So Um, Yeah, I've just been training and quarantining, you know, eating too many awesome snacks and tie-dyeing and all of the things. I love it. What's been like your go-to snack? Oh, man. Okay, one of my favorites, which you guys should all go try, is at Trader Joe's. They have these dark chocolate-covered, like, thin pretzels. It's like the thin ones, though. They are delicious. That sounds so, so good. So good. I've always been, like a sugar lover but during this I, yep, quarantine same. season it is just next level and I'm really having to like refrain from eating the entire <laughs> refrigerator of like chocolate and all the things yes all the things but it's fine. so good it's totally fine so um tell us a little bit about like okay so for most people you go to high school and then you graduate and you go to college to pursue, 
your career, you know, whatever you want to do, but your journey has looked a little bit different. You ended up moving to California while you were still in high school. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, for those of you guys who don't know me, um, I grew up and I actually was homeschooled up till eighth grade. And um, after eighth grade, I decided to go to a normal private high school. I was going to kind of do that thing. And that's when I really felt like God was calling me to the industry. And so to kick it up a notch, I decided to go back to online school for high school to give me more time to train and to be at the studio. And then when I was 17 and a senior, I ended up moving out to California and I finished my senior year out there. And then I had to make the choice last year, was I going to go into college and pursue something there and even pursue dance in college. But um, a lot of times we are, as dancers, we're kind of at our prime in that college age from about 18 to 22 is really when you're in the best shape um, as a dancer. So I decided just to kind of trust God and to go for it and work um, on the side of training out in California and it was definitely hard. It was risky in a certain way. And I would be lying if I said I feared, um, you know, if I didn't fear a little bit of judgment from some people mm-hmm. not doing it the traditional way. But um, so far, I've just done my best to trust God and to work hard. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I love that. That's so cool. Um, so have you always, like, have you always wanted to be a dancer? This is actually funny. A lot of people ask me that question, and up until I would say I was about 14, I I told everyone I want to be a missionary. I'm going to be a missionary. I'm moving to Africa, and I'm just going to adopt 100 babies, (laughs) and it's kind of funny because um, in my head, that was that was really what I felt. I felt called to missions, Mm -hmm. period, but I had kind of created this plan in my head of what that looked like. And so I'm like, oh, that'll be perfect. And then I'll, you know, I'll go dig wells and it'll be great. And it'll be a sacrifice. But realistically for me, I don't know if it's growing up in a big family or what, but that wasn't going to be as big of a sacrifice as going into the industry, or at least I didn't know that at the time. So when I was about 14, um, I really felt a tug on my heart to, and God was pretty clear that I was going to go and be a light in, in the industry and What's funny is I joke with people that sometimes being in the dance industry is much, much harder than digging wells. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like a mission field within itself, really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, so what has been your biggest accomplishment up to this point as far as dance goes? Oh, man. Um, I There are so many little things that have been moments in my life I think that have led to to bigger things but I think overall definitely taking that next step and moving to California I know that's not really a you know it's not a trophy or anything but for me that was the biggest accomplishment because it not only pushed me as a dancer but it has completely changed my life just as a human and as a believer Um, so I would definitely say my biggest accomplishment is just kind of taking that next step and doing this scary and brave thing, I guess you could say, of of moving across the country. Mm, I love that. Um, that definitely is an accomplishment. I know, like, there's a lot of people who let the fear of 
big things like that stop them, you know, moving or, you know, it really did require a lot of sacrifice. And um, what would you like, how have you handled the sacrifice in that process of just letting go? Like, how have you not let that consume you or stop you? Um, How did you let your heart handle that? So I think a big part about sacrifice is that it's sacrifice. (laughs) And no matter what we, um, everybody in, in their life goes through different things and has to give up different things. And for me, it was, it was super challenging. Um, I, like I said before, I'm from a, a big family, but we're also super tight. And so I've been in the same church at the same studio. I've lived in the same town my whole life. So to, to kind of go out of that, that bubble that I was living in, that itself was definitely the biggest sacrifice. My, my little sister, who's like my mini me, she's the best, Rena. Um, she, I, I've been able to watch her, you know, grow up and the same with my other siblings. And so to just kind of leave that and miss out on, you know, some of their childhood was a huge sacrifice for me. And even financially for my family to, to support me in my dreams, um, that's been a, a huge sacrifice for sure. And I would, to answer your question about how do I not let it consume me, uh, I think it's a, a constant um, dying to myself thing. And I'm sure you've probably heard that before, but it, it truly takes me waking up and saying, okay, this isn't about me. And the sacrifice that I'm feeling is for the greater good. So God, in those moments where I'm feeling like I'm empty or I don't have any more to give and the sacrifice can feel overwhelming because there was definitely moments in my life where I just felt like I'd come home late at night from a class in LA and I would honestly just cry like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I'm not good enough. There's so many other people who can do this. Like, God, why, why did you pick me? Is this worth it? And I think it's in those moments Um, you remember the sacrifices that other people have made for you too. And you just have to rely on God. That's the only way I can say that it doesn't, I don't let it consume me is just by realizing that it's not even about me in the first place. Yeah, that's so true. I can totally relate with you in that sense. um, Because I moved away from home as well during college. And it really is just like the call of the Lord. Also, I think God, um, I think God gives you what you need to be able to have the courage to do that. And then when you have in the back of your head, like just that inner knowing that you are where the Lord wants you to be, uh, it makes the sacrifice worth it for sure. I totally see what you're saying there. Um, I loved how, I loved how earlier you talked about how, um, dance has really become kind of like a mission field for you. Can you expound a little bit about how um, your faith and your purpose play a role in your dancing career? Like what exactly does that look like? Again, as I mentioned earlier, I think that anybody can find um, a missions field where they're at. For me, there is a lot of darkness and a lot of people who are lost and and honestly just searching for something. And so I strive every day when I'm, you know, either at the studio or in a rehearsal just to be kind of the person who people feel like they can come and talk to, to be kind to people, to not, um, I guess just to be a reflection of Jesus the best that I can. 
And sometimes that looks like the smallest thing. And sometimes I have conversations with girls in my car for two hours where they break down and, and they come to realize that they are in need of a savior and it can, it can totally transform somebody's lives, um, somebody's life. And so it, it, it always varies. And I think people, um, maybe have a hard time with the concept of, of missions in a different field. And that's something that I'm very passionate about because a lot of people were scared for me to go into this industry, rightfully so, you know, there's a lot of things that, um, there's a lot of tendencies in the industry for people to kind of, even people of faith to, to fall into. Um, but it was really my goal and my mission. And I just said, God, can you, can you use me just to be a light? And when I say be a light, just help me to be a reflection of you in the industry that, that people might look at me and be like, wow, I think Maddie has something different. And ultimately it isn't even about me. And my, my prayer and my hope that I strive for is that people wouldn't even see Maddie, but they would see, they would see Christ. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Do you have many like, like-minded Christian friends where you are? Um, you know, so I had a couple, I had a couple people in my life who over time really opened up to me and, re and, um, we were able to share conversations about our similar faith. I, I will say it took a, a solid year or so probably for me to really find those people and since then since then I've very clung to them and we've been able to help each other grow but for the most part it, it's difficult I mean even people um, who call themselves Christians and believe in God the industry is just so self-consuming that sometimes I think people have a hard time of of sort of putting themselves and their own needs aside for a minute and really pursuing what God has for them so I, it's definitely been a challenge to find people that are like-minded, but I do have a couple really awesome friends I've met either through the church that I started attending um, or just through life that I met that shared the same faith as me, and those people have been seriously such an encouragement to me. Good. That's so good. I'm sure those people make a world of difference like in your growth there and um, just – really help. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be somewhere and not have people like that in your life. So, um, For sure. I'm glad that you have that. Um, I am curious, like, have you ever had to compromise who you are for the sake of dance? Like from everything that I've seen and, you know, culturally the like culture teaches us to have our eyes on, um, just, worldly things they have different values different perspectives right. different ways of life um and you are kind of like right in the middle of that I feel like um has it been hard right. to like stay true to yourself or how you know have you ever had to compromise any part of who you are for it to like fit in that world yeah so I definitely um would not sit here and say that I've been perfect at that and I think I think, again, every day is a, is a different challenge, and there have definitely been moments, I think, where I have to take a step back and say, okay, is what I'm doing ultimately glorifying the kingdom? Because here's the thing, um, as a dancer, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people aren't able to see, and that's one reason I actually really love that you asked me this question and challenged me with this, because 
we are we are um, athletes as dancers and just like you know gymnasts or different you know different kinds of athletes that are also mixed in with arts there's certain things that are just must you know there are certain um, either the uniforms that we have to wear or um, the things that we have to do even just you know partnering with our bodies or um, dancing in different things or different styles that maybe people would be taken back by so I have definitely had to check my heart and say you know even I'll give you this example something like ballroom ballroom is a style that I really really loved but it it has this um sort of edgy and um little bit of a of a feel to it that can be people can be thrown back by that and so it's like okay on one hand this is the style and I'm learning the technique of it which seems so athletic in a way if you think about it as a dancer but also how am I what am I putting out either on my social media or in class to people how is that um being taken in by other people so there's definitely moments where I've had to check myself there and I have some really awesome friends who keep me accountable. I will say that to people who are maybe in a similar position where they're, you know, they're in an industry that is very secular. Have those people, have those accountability partners to to text you and be like, hey, Maddie, I'm not really sure about that, you know, this and that, because like I said, you are consumed by it all the time. And so you definitely need to be constantly checking your heart. Mm. That's so good. Um, do you ever get like, I don't want to say hate because that's kind of like a strong word, but either like, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I can't think of another word. <laughs> either like hate that's from okay. people who don't have the views that you have, like pushing you like why, like, I don't know, just like hate on you for it or people who do have the same values and views and beliefs that you have and feel that you aren't aligning with that. How do you ever get like hate comments or conversations and if so what do you kind of do to navigate that yeah I think and that's been my biggest struggle McKenna with all of this is definitely um it's hard to know when you don't know and it's hard to also see the you know I've been dedicated to dance for the last 16 17 years of my life and so I have lived in that world and so I also have to realize, you know, people who haven't lived in that world, this is an extreme for them. And so sometimes that can be difficult. And so I have 100% received, you know, either DMs or text messages. Um, I would say the people who I respect the most, in, in, or at least I, you know, know the most from maybe back home or something who have left comments and stuff, it hurts. And I think at the end of the day, um, I just continue to pray and ask God to give me those those personal convictions because again something that you might be convicted by I might not be and something I'm convicted by maybe you aren't and so it's definitely finding that balance of um, Lord is my heart in the right place and just being in tune with him and under help trying to to tell myself that not everybody is going to understand and that's okay because they're not in the middle of it they're not at the the audition and and I guess just always coming back to to Lord, is this is this what you want for me? Is this what's benefiting me right now? And let the haters hate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> let the haters hate. I love that. But it's, it's true. It is your journey, you know, that the Lord has called you on and nobody else's. And so I guess it really does kind of just come down to what you feel in your heart is 
right versus wrong and letting the Lord be the guide to that is so important. So important. I see that even in my, my own life. I think everybody has, you know, whether you are a professional dancer or in that world or not, I think everybody at some point faces kind of hate for their beliefs or values, whether they're following them, whether they're not, especially as a pastor's kid too, you know, I've kind of had to um, live my life continually rooted in that. And so I totally see where yes. you're coming from um, on that aspect. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you have felt lots of controversy in in different aspects. And and when I say, just to go back, when I say like, um, it's not about you know haters gonna hate, meaning I don't care about their opinion or this and that. Ultimately, what I'm saying is that it's not about me. And I'm also not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the hard part about being on social media and being on a little bit of a platform sometimes is people are looking at you like you said with um with being a pastor's kid you are put in this sort of glass bubble and people people are going to look for mistakes people are going to look for um ways I guess to tear you down and and that's sad to say but ultimately like I said before you know where your heart is and you are going to make mistakes and you're not going to be perfect but if you know that this is you know, for I know, I know, I know, I know that this is where God wanted me, that he was going to lead me through these things and that he was going to walk me through those those trials and those challenges. So I love what you said about that. That's so good. So good. Um, so what would your advice be to those who are chasing their dreams? Maybe they're similar dreams um, to what you're doing, or maybe they're just big dreams that they're scared to kind of chase. Um, Maybe they're feeling discouraged or just kind of unsure about the whole process, what, you know, the sacrifice, what is good, what it's going to mean, how much work they're going to have to put into it. Um, Just a lot of the challenges that we've been talking about throughout this episode. What is your advice to those people? Well, number one, I'll say this. Since I'm an Enneagram 3 and I am a go-getter, I'll give this this first part of it advice. Be proactive in what you're doing. Um, don't wait for somebody else to give you the green light or for somebody else to help you along the way. If you want something, girl, go get it. Like, go take those steps to start the blog or start the podcast or go into that that industry um, that you're really wanting to do. And don't wait for somebody else to kind of push you along. And then the next piece that I will say for your heart is just just know that when you're when you're really in tune with God and what he has for you, the rest works mm-hmm. out. I cannot I could not we would never have enough time for me to sit here and tell you all the ways that he orchestrated even just my initial move to California. The host family that I lived with was incredible. Um, you know, the the family that, the one family I knew from back home, they provided me with a job part-time. I mean, there were so many things that, and puzzle pieces that I never, I never could have figured out on my own. And it's only because I trusted God to kind of take that step. So if you're, if you're chasing something and you have this dream, just go for it. If you, if you feel like it's something that you really are supposed to be doing and you have peace with that, the rest will work itself out. I really, I really truly believe that. So go after it. 
I love that advice. Um, I'm an Enneagram nine. <laughs> so okay. I need people <laughs> like you and like that advice to remind me to just go for it. And I think there's probably a lot of people like that as well. I am so that type of person who, I mean, I've always wanted to start a podcast for years. I've wanted to do that. But I am so that person, like you were just talking about, who um, just, you just got to do it and not be afraid of what other people think. Or a lot of it was just fear of myself. Like, I almost didn't trust myself Mm. to carry out or be consistent with the dreams that God has placed in my heart. But it is so true that, you know, if you, if it really is a dream that the Lord has placed inside of you, there's not really much you can do to, um, get in the way of that you just have to take the first step and do it and then the lord will kind of just carry you along that way it's like a wave you know like you can't be carried by a wave until you step in the water but once you get in then it all kind of just moves the way it's supposed to you know i love that that's so good and see i need your enneagram nine to tell me to be a human sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So if you're if you're a go-getter like me too, also know that your best is good enough mm. and you don't have perfection. There is no such thing as perfect. So if you are, you know, really afraid of judgment, just take a step back and know that your best is good enough. That's something my mom tells me all the time. Like, Maddie, just do your best. Your best is good enough. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you. Enneagram nine for for also encouraging all your threes and ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> That's so funny. So, what is next for Maddie? What's kind of where do you see yourself going from here in the next few months or few years? What's kind of your vision? Well, Right now, obviously, there's a whole lot of question marks in the air about, you know, what's going to happen after quarantine. My original plan was to go back to California and spend the next few months um, training with my program and also with a contemporary company, which is really cool. And I guess just continuing to um, to do things like, you know, this podcast has been really awesome. Thank you for inviting me. But things like this that help just to bring awareness to my mission that really isn't about me so continuing to to build my brand in that way and and try to encourage people that they can go after their dreams like I'm going after mine but with the the mindset of having integrity and doing it the right way um is something that I'm really passionate about so things like that um you know I'm I'm trying to take up surf lessons once I get back up to California. That is so fun. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I have <laughs> such, I like, I love watching people surf, but oh my gosh, I am so fearful of sharks. I could never. Yes. I, I also am, am uh, very scared of sharks, but I'm hoping that I will not probably be that good for a while, so I'm just going to stay close to the shore and take on, take on the little waves. That is so awesome. Go you. I can't wait to, like, Thank watch you. to see how that goes. I hope you post pictures and stuff like that. Okay. I will. <laughs> I, I will for sure. I can live vicariously through you as you learn how to surf. Okay. 
deal. That's awesome. So where can, <laughs> um, for people listening, where can they find your social media or videos of you dancing so they can see kind of what what you do? Yeah, so if you guys want to um, go on Instagram and Facebook, actually, my username is at Maddie DeSalvatore. And I try to be diligent about posting on there and keeping you guys up to date on the latest things right now during quarantine. You know, the the posts are a little few and far between, but I do my best and I try to give you guys kind of a sneak peek into my life just to share what's going on. And also my DMs are open, so I would love to um, chat with anybody who is able to listen to this who has questions about dance or your dreams or anything like that I would love to oh I love that well thank you so much Maddie for being with us today on the podcast I am just so glad that all of us have gotten to know you a little more today um for those of you listening Maddie actually also is starting a podcast and I am Mm -hmm. so excited to listen to it it's called Mad Soul and I promise you guys it will not disappoint Maddie Can you tell us when your podcast will be ready and available to listen? Do you know yet? Yes. So the first episode comes out on June 1st, 2020, and it's going to be a very, very awesome episode. You guys, I'm hoping that you guys will feel very encouraged by it. So yes, be sure to go check that out. And thank you, McKenna, so much for having me. It's been a blast. No problem. I'm so glad you were able to do it. And I'm so proud of you for all that you're doing and how you're allowing God to use you. And um, I'm so excited to listen to your podcast. I know that God's hand in favor is just on every part of your life. And I'm so excited to um, be able to have kind of a front seat to see how it all unfolds. But thanks again, Maddie, for being on the podcast. And maybe we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Heart Candy Podcast. I love how this conversation encouraged us to be confident and not be afraid to live out our values no matter the circle we find ourselves in. Thank you so much, Maddie, for sharing your story and sharing your heart on your love and passion for not only dance, but for God and people as well. I love how you are just really living those things out in confidence and boldness within your community. Don't forget to find us on social media and give the Heart Candy Podcast a follow. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you enjoy what you're listening to and want to support the Heart Candy, please follow us there as well. Do you know someone making a difference in your community? Email us at theheartcandypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, bye.